This is the Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 6, How Can Boxing Provide Career Opportunities in Politics? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. My aim each week is to encourage you to be the best you can be in your sport profession. If you are new to the show, it's great to have you listening in. Today's special guest is Winston McKenzie. If you don't know him, he is a person with a vision to make a difference in our society, especially in sport by providing more opportunities at the grassroots level. Today's show, I'll be discussing with Winston on how his boxing career provided new opportunities in politics. Winston, it's a privilege to have you on the show. Please, can you talk us through your career journey in sport and politics? My career journey in sport and politics for me personally, it's been phenomenal. Um, the ability, that God-gifted ability to keep going and pursuing your dream is the route to success. Out of interest, Winston, how did you get involved in boxing? Well, Ed, it, it's inbuilt. It was in me. You know, it, it's um, something that goes through the whole family. And we all we all have this um, pugilistic instinct, you know. Six brothers, one one sister, and even she was strong. <laughs> and today she's got really strong. You just don't miss her, Beverly. You know. <laughs> Would you mind talking about your family, just your, your brothers, and in the sense of boxing, how it was so enrooted from an early age? Well, my route to success, you know, I, I, I love my mother dearly. She's still alive. My dad has now suddenly passed away. But in my eyes, I am, what a great man. He inspired us all. He grew us up strict. We needed to be strict. There were six boys and one girls. And my dad was the most fantastic inspiration any son could ever wish to have. Uh, he was strong. Oh, yes, he beat us. Did he beat us? Because we were, we were strong boys, you know. I mean... When you imagine it, we'd filled eight or nine pails of uh, of um, apples in the school holidays. We had a massive garden, and we'd, um, you know, six boys, three down one end, three down the other end. We'd fill these pails with apples, and get the dustbin lids and literally throw apples at one another. You know. Um, and imagine we were in some of the westerns that we'd see on television. And we were tough boys. We had about eight, eight or nine apple and plum trees in the garden. We'd climb them. So it sounded like the boxing ring was the best place for all of you to be, really. Oh, we were rough and tough, man. But my dad, I've got to give all credit to my dad. Oh, my goodness. 
The guy would beat us, you know, when we step out of line. And we were in fear of him, you know. So had it not been for my dad, Ed, I would not be alive today. This guy was a m absolute, he was a martyr, a, a strong man, you know. Just reflecting back to your boxing career, what would you say the core life skills you've learned now, reflecting back? Well, the core life skills I've, I've learned is tenacity um, and the will to win. Tenacity and the will to win. And never give up. And if what you're doing hurts and it really pains you, then put it down for a minute or two, and come back again. You know, never, ever give up. You have to fight, fight, and fight again. Because eventually, eventually, you win over. I think you're absolutely right, Winston, what I'm learning from this business journey. You've got to never give up. Just keep going forward. Doesn't matter what downs you have, you just got to keep going forward. Relating to today's main topic... After your boxing career, what inspired you to get into politics? I looked around me and I realised that I just love people. I realised that I could make a change in this world. And I also realised that the youth, tomorrow's people, had been disenfranchised. I was lecturing in schools, I was doing a bit of charity work and my business partner, Marianne Bonesse, introduced me to charity. But it was through charity that I decided that I wanted to get into politics and I said to Marianne that day, I want to become this country's first black prime minister and if it's not me, then I'm going to clear the way for someone better than me, someone stronger, someone even more accomplished than I am. So basically, I've always had a dream to do something with my life, but I've always felt that I could give to the people of tomorrow, especially, I could give them um, the confidence and courage that ne they needed to go forward because I saw the education system as a lie. I saw the education system as a um, a vehicle that didn't really speak the truth. It didn't reveal to tomorrow's youth just what the truth was and what they had to face out there. So I began lecturing schools, colleges, university. Nobody paid me because I felt I had to give back and I wasn't going to go and work for anyone. All the hardships I'd had in life... I really, being a Christian, I thanked God for. I thanked God that I had all those setbacks, all those hardships, all those rejections. I thank God. I'm grateful that people discriminated against me, both racially uh, and when I went for jobs. It wasn't just the racial abuse I experienced. I experienced total rejection, sometimes complete and utter despair. And... I always remember what my father taught me. Fight, fight, and fight again. So I believe now, although I'm not a man of great wealth, 
and prosperity. What I do by giving back and advising particularly the younger generation and the homeless and sometimes the bereaved, what I give back now is so fulfilling and I wouldn't swap it for the world because I will live and die the way I am. Well, um, that is really fascinating, Winston, in the sense of your courage of your career. Do you think sport had a massive impact to that sort of courage? Boxing was, I was married for 23 years to a great wife. I took very much for granted during my time as a boxer and a businessman. Um, uh, and I regret immensely now. Um, but boxing, for me, taught me so much. And it doesn't have to be boxing. We can't all be boxers. You just have to get your head around something, some career, some opportunity that's popped up in your mind and work at it. And when you work at that, when you work at that idea or that project that's popped up in your mind, and I mean work, I mean take the setbacks, I mean take the insults, I mean take the rejection, that's what I mean, take it. And you're taking all that rejection, all that failure, and turning turning it into success. And you have to do that to be a winner. And for me, it was boxing because I found I needed to be roughed up and I needed to rough people up as well. And, you know, it's a kind of um, habit. You know, you get a high from beating up a man under orders, under rules, under Queensby rules. And you became confident because you know you could take care of yourself if you got attacked. And I feel that way even today. Even though I'm hobbling around on one leg, <laughs> one needs fixing and the other one's okay. But I can take care of myself. And that confidence in knowing that I can take care of myself is what has got me through life. Uh, you know, and I've, through politics, I've become more educated. I've become more astute. And I believe in myself. I believe in me. And that's what today's youth have to understand. I mean, I've met you, Ed, over the last few years, you know. We must have known each other for about nine, eight, nine years already. It's gone that quick. Yeah, it has, definitely. You know, and I see so much in you and how much you have going for you. And I think if only this guy could, you know, look up to his peers. You know, I always say, don't look back. Because people, you can only but learn little bits from people your own age. But look to your peers. Look to their experiences. You know, steal their brain. Steal their ideas. You know, they're more than willing to hand you those gifts of life. The older people, the more mature people who've lived and been through it, they're more than willing to hand to you their gifts. So, you know, just keep working is what I say. And for me, boxing has given has made me the man I am today. It's made me realise that, you know, if you put your toe in the hot water, 
you it will be you can get burnt, but if you gauge the temperature just right, you can swim all day. And boxing, for me, has really, you know, without boxing, I'm sure I wouldn't be here today. It's made me taught me a great deal of respect and integrity, and that's what I have. And I pride myself in that. And people often ask me, you know, you've gone through all that. What a struggle. You know, the rejection and all the rest of it. You know, how could you put up with that? I can put up with it because when I was just 10 years old, my father introduced me to the world of sport. And as I said before, it doesn't have to be sport. You definitely do need to keep yourself physically fit once or twice a week doing something. But what? Whatever you're good at, pursue that dream and make something of it. Because if you don't, you have only yourself to blame. Not mum, not dad, not your brother, not your sister. But you only have yourself to blame for making the conscious decision for whatever it is you choose to do. From your experience from politics, how involved have you been in sort of grassroots sport? Well, I looked at the situation um, several years ago and I thought, um, having lectured in schools and universities, I would create what was known at the time as the Croydon Youth Games. And I fully intend to run the games again, immediately the money permits. And having gone into schools, having experienced things and realised that I could add to the equation... um, I developed what was called, as I said, the Croydon Youth Games, and which involved some 25 or 28 different sports, including the handicapped. And I was running it, I ran it on a shoestring. Um, I ran it for two years on the trot, and it was very, very successful indeed. And as I said, it was just the finance and the lack of support from the local Croydon Council and all other parties involved that... Um, why I couldn't continue to run the Croydon News Games. But the simple fact is, grassroots sports today is lacking in so much. And, you know, if there is a definite gap in the market, there's a massive gap in the market for the youth of to, today to be inspired. And it's their peers that need to inspire them. They need to be inspired by their peers. Today's youth are just screaming out, teach me, teach me, help me, help me, we're sinking. This is what I get, the impression I get from them. It's not that they don't want to learn. The simple fact is every other person on this, it seems as though every other person on this earth from every other nationality Freshly coming into the country are being considered, except our indigenous youth. The youth, the indigenous youth, have been discarded and need help in achieving their goals. It's not everybody that can run as fast as Usain Bolt. It's not everyone can be a great swimmer. Not everyone can be a Kali Minogue. But... You have to develop, and the only way to develop is to do and find what you love most 
and pursue it. This country really needs to look at its youth and the future of grassroots sports, which is the basis, which will form the basis of their success later in life. To be able to adapt to a another particular sport, adapt yourself and achieve. You may come first, second, third, last, but the bottom line is you participated and that participation and the rigorous sessions that you have to go through mentally and physically are what eventually uh, are the attributes to developing um, your brain. And that's what you need to do. Develop your body and your brain and your mindset as a youngster. And once you reach your teenage years, just like you, Ed, you've got to 22 and you could easily be passed in your mind for 32. Because in your mind, you know where you want to go. You know what you want to do. You have that ambition and drive. Because I remember the days when you come to me and say to me, oh, I've got to go and do so-and-so. I'm going to do this just to get the work experience. I'm going to do that just to, you know, I think to myself, I kept quiet. You know, I didn't say much. But, you know, I, I, I didn't even comment on some of the things you told me you were going to do, you know. And um, I, your mum used to talk to me a lot about you, you know. And you were doing this and doing that. And I said, has he been paid? Is he getting paid with it? Just, just said, I don't think so. And so he's just doing these things, you know. And I admire you for that because you developed. You, you, you just had this will. And you had the will to win. And without the right peers around you, you could never realise that you how you could never work out in your mind's eye how you were going to face the world but it's through having the right peers around you and say and them saying to you what are you doing boy what are you doing with your life what the hell are you doing because all our youth today they want to be noticed they want to be recognized they want people to keep moaning they want people to keep nagging and it's not happening They've been left to get on with their own devices. Winston, I totally agree. From my experience from university, in my eyes, these students who are studying sport aren't getting that access of opportunity, but most of all experience of applying their studies to a career. So I'm going to, this is a great point because you've sort of reflected it a little bit, but at the end of each show, I like to finish with an inspirational question. Now, you know how many people study at university and there's a lot of numbers what advice would you give to a current student who is unsure of what they want to do after university? I would say to any student today, you've been fighting for years. You've been in that... I'll give you a boxing scenario. You've gone in that ring and you've done 12 rounds and they say, right, the fight's over now. What are you going to do with your life? You've made history. You won the championship of the world. I would say to any student out there today, if you stop moving, if you stop working, if you stop dreaming, if you stop finding out about yourself and taking on those jobs just for work experience, if you stop, if you don't pick up that phone and make appointments, you've got problems. Get out that house. You don't always need the money. 
Do that job. Make a name for yourself. Get involved in everything and anything you can, whether it's academic or just vocational work. Work, work, talk to your peers. Don't stop moving. If you stop and sit down, you're finished. People who are the big conglomerates are devising computers every day. They're devising new programs every second of every day. And at the end of each month, the program changes. They have a, the department store or the electrical firm have another way of doing things. So you have to keep up to scratch. Get a college course. Do whatever you can. If you're into music, get out there. Find out the latest tunes. Become the expert. If you play a guitar, make that guitar your, your mate, your best mate. Learn everything about that guitar. Make it move for you. You only have to look at that guitar and it stands up and you pick it up and it does what you want it to do. If you punch that bag, that punch bag, in the gym, make that bag sing a song for you. Make that bag move the way you want it to move. Don't let that bag, that punch bag control you. You control it. Remember, you're only as good as your opponent allows you to be. Just remember that. Work, work, and work again, and you'll make it. Winston, that is great. Lastly, how can people interact with you? Yes, well, um, you know, um, I, you, you can email me at winstonscrusade at hotmail.com. Um, my, my Twitter feed is winstonmck. That is great, Winston. For the listeners out there, all of Winston's links will be on my website in relation to this post so if you do want to connect with Winston you can Winston it's been a privilege to speak with you today thank you very much thank you Ed fantastic what a really interesting story from Winston as mentioned in the show I've known Winston for a long time and I hope you found Winston as a great character in the sense that the things he was mentioning through that show can almost make you become a better person and sometimes I feel, reflecting over that episode, that you need that drive to really push yourself. And I hope you can relate to some of the points that Winston made into your own lifestyle. At the end of each episode, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Winston said, Whatever you are good at, pursue that dream and make something of it. And if you don't, you only have yourself to blame.